in the house, and that he was afraid of what that might lead to. Della, for God's sake, wake up! He breathed. She was awake. At first, it was not full wakefulness, just a gentle rising out of the full depths of sleep. She stirred again and felt a slight, reluctant movement at her eyes, but she was snug and warm, and it was dark, and there was no need to wake. She did not know what had disturbed her and did not hear the breathing of the youth on the other side of the door. Her eyes only quivered open and turned towards the wall, and she was already dropping back into sleep when the tapping started afresh. And, although she had not really heard it before, she was aware of it. This was different from the sound which had disturbed her, too. A very light tapping. She tried to forget it, but suddenly she became more acutely aware of it, and realised that it was close by. Her body stiffened. She raised her head a little from the pillow, and there was no doubt about the sound. Tap-tap. 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 It was at the door. She turned over on her back, her eyes wide open, seeing nothing but a faint greyness as she lay motionless and alert. There it was, going on and on as if it would never stop. It was coming from the door. She felt scared. She turned her head and looked towards the door, and as she did so, the sound stopped. But there was another which was unmistakable. A whispering. She did not know what the words were, just knew that someone was speaking there in a hushed voice. Then the tapping came again. She pushed the bedclothes back. She stretched out a hand and put on the bedside light, and that brought a kind of comfort. Here were the familiar things of her room, her books, her pictures, the mirror, the photograph of Max, the radio, the couch. The tapping did not stop, and now she fancied that she could hear Max breathing. She slid her legs out of bed. It was chilly, but not really cold. She wore a suit of pale green pyjamas, and her dressing gown lay over the foot of the bed. She picked it up as she reached her feet. The tapping had stopped altogether, but there was no doubt that someone was at the door, whispering her name. It could only be Max. But now, the small clock on the bookcase showed that it was nearly half-past three. She went to the door, released the safety catch, but after that there was no sound, and she wondered if she had been imagining it all, whether in fact Max was outside. Then, edgily, whether it could be someone else. In that moment she was more frightened than she had been since waking, but she slid the knob of the lock back and opened the door a fraction. Then came Max's voice, whispering, but quite unmistakable. Della, hurry, let me in! She saw him standing a little way from the door as she opened it and the light fell upon him. He was fully dressed. His fair hair looked ruffled and untidy. There was a tear in the collar of his jacket, and his tie was pulled round to one side and almost hidden by a point of his collar. He held his left arm bent and hugged tightly to his body as if he was hurt, and as the light fell fully upon him, the fear showed in his eyes. Max! Quiet! he breathed. Quiet! She stood aside, and he came in, still holding his left arm, as if it hurt. He staggered. Instinctively, she put a hand out to help him, but he gulped and muttered, Close the door, quietly. She did so, and there was the faintest of clicks as it closed, followed by silence, except for their breathing. She looked at him, almost horrified, 
for now she saw the bruises on his face, two ugly scratches under his chin, each bleeding, and the dust and dirt on his clothes. What? she began. Then she saw his eyes close and realized that he was on the point of collapse and swaying again. All right, she whispered, and took his arm and led him towards the couch. She had to help him to sit down. He had lost all his color, and his pallor showed up the red of blood much more vividly. He hadn't moved his arm, but hugged it tight to his body as if afraid of what would happen if he took it away. She lifted his legs so that he was reclining, then picked up a cushion from a chair and pushed it behind his back. His eyes were closed, and it looked as if he had fainted. She did not know what to do, yet told herself that he needed something to bring him round to stimulate him. She had no idea what had happened. She had never seen him even remotely like this before. Usually he was smiling.